Hello, everyone, and welcome to Askler episode two in what I assume is like revision 3.0. I feel like this is Askler like 3.0, maybe 4.0 now at this point. It's got uh, such a fresh coat of paint. It does. It looks I so mean, fancy. look how good this looks. Yeah, the intro, yeah. the lights, the logo. I like the one The one thing that we don't have actually is a coat of paint. It's, yeah. all, it's all just lights and monitors. And right. Lights. I guess there's like no paint in this room. We haven't painted anything in this room. No, we barely painted anything, us personally, in this office at all. Yeah, you no. Know, there are I no. You meant like in general. No fresh coats of paint here. Yeah, no like, fresh coats. Like in our lives, none of us has done a paint. I've never before. done a paint. Never. No, that's not mm. true. I've done a paint before, anyways. Uh, welcome to again the second episode of Askler. Um, if your question was, have we painted things? <laughs> now you know. Yeah, the answer now you is get that one for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so. This is how this show works. We're back. We're excited. Uh, this is going to be a monthly show, as Graham had mentioned on last month's episode. Um, and look, it's a bunch of new people. Last month, it was uh, Graham, Ian, and Cameron. This month, you've got... Paul. And Paul. Nope. And Ben. And James. Go. Yeah. How, how's it going, everyone? Um, Double Paul. And the way that this show works is it's a show for all of you to watch and enjoy. Um, but if you want to ask questions... You go over and you subscribe to us on YouTube because now YouTube has memberships and that's something that we've opened up and it's something that you've been supporting us with. So we really appreciate everybody who's done that so far. And yeah, uh, YouTube is like, you can do memberships now, but you kind of have to do content for your members. And we're like, okay, how about you get to ask the questions, but everybody still gets to watch the video because we're very much against gating our content. Mm -hmm. We don't like doing that. Yeah. So. We figured we'd just be gatekeepers to the questions, mm -hmm. which we already are anyways, because it's not like we're gonna, we can't answer all of your questions, so we already have to pick and choose. Right, yeah, we just choose the questions we want to answer. Yeah, the ones that make us look the best. <laughs> At least so we have answers yes. to, you know. <laughs> uh, starting with the first question. Uh-huh. Hey, how are you guys? Feeling well? You look tight as hell. All right. Y'all have a good one. That's from Drambo. This, this is the kind of hard-hitting yeah, <laughs> so questions that we want. Heather yeah. was kind enough. By the way, when you do ask questions, there'll be a, um, a post on the community tab. So keep an eye on that if you are a member. Uh, and you'll be able to ask questions for next month. I saw this one, and I was like, this is a perfect question to start on. because It's definitely one I can answer. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing good. I'm 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 doing good. I, I slept in today. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I mm. uh, I had a I had a subway sandwich. Uh huh. Um, I had some tacos. Ooh. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm. Uh, you got a new phone. I got a new phone, and uh, I got a haircut and a beard trim this morning. So Damn. I'm, 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 I'm feeling I'm feeling hey. tight as hell. I yeah. tight as hell. I yeah. did that yesterday. You yeah. also yeah. got it was a, great. Uh, you also got a free tablet computer with that phone. That's true. They were I got a new phone and they were like, we have these uh, <laughs> Samsung tabs. We got a whole room back could here. You, yeah. Could you take one? <laughs> please. Please. <God. laughs> and I was like, I guess I'll have God. one. What and kind of phone like, did you get? Uh, I got the iPhone 11. Nice. Yeah. nice, nice Which nice. is a pretty good upgrade from my iPhone 6. Ooh. Yeah. That's a five phone upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Give a couple gens. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm anticipating massive speed increases. I think yeah. you will find them. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. There we go. We're all warmed up. 
Like we're loosey goosey. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's yeah, like feeling, uh, feeling fresh. Yeah. Feeling fresh, feeling tight. Let's get to the hard hitting questions. You said feeling loose and then feeling tight. I don't know. <laughs> I look tight, feel loose. Anyways, Daniel asks, if you were a planeswalker, which MTG plane would you like to visit for a vacation? Mm. Ooh, uh, I feel like the goat uh, plane. The what? The oh, gold uh, plane. Uh, Lorwyn? No, no. Gold, gold Meadow. Gold Meadow. Oh, right. Is that where the Kith Cannon stuff are from, too? Or is it just goats? I don't know. It's a plane chase thing. Yeah. Uh. All I know is that there are a lot of goats. I think I want to go to... Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one where Battlebond takes place. And you just get to watch cool gladiatorial fights oh, yeah, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, sure. I yeah, think that'd be pretty neat. It'd be think, like going to live wrestling. Because I think it's important to point out that, obviously, the part of the plane that we see depicted in the cards is is the more combative part of the, like yeah there yeah. isn't fighting happening all the time on every plane but they don't show the boring part of the plane that's true in magic right because they're not that being said zendikar probably a bad choice at mm. this point yeah yeah um, i mean unless you're like an extreme sports kind of person because there's like nothing more extreme than like you know mountain climbing up floating like, yeah, 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 like yeah. islands and stuff like that that seems pretty hardcore i mean if you're I like, feel like kaladesh would be super awesome i was gonna say kaladesh, kaladesh. when when the inventor's fair isn't like a, a guise for you know creating these yeah. terrible weapons of mass destruction yeah like when it's just doing its regular thing i, I mean sure if you're an urban explorer i think kaladesh obviously ravnica mm -hmm. like if you're if you're into the sight scene then i think those planes would be great what like so my thought was I'll go to the goat plane because it seems fairly nice and tranquil and I can just hang out by the beach yeah. but for it, a week. But I mean, like, if you're going to planeswalk, mm -hmm. like, you could go up island and visit goats, sure. right? Like, you don't need to cross the multiverse. Yeah. To get there, to, yeah. If you're just looking for a plane where you're not going to die, then yeah, sure, okay. Yeah, it, but, that, that is what I'm looking for in a plane whenever I'm traveling. That's kind of the thing is so many planes, like, I'm thinking about a bunch of them. So many of them are just, like, nasty places I don't want to go. I'm like, I want to go to Innistrad. No. Like, I don't want to go to... Lorwyn's Lorwin, messed up now. It's like Shadowmoor, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, like, the, it, there's there's not a lot of, like, mm. nice places. I was like, well, Kamigawa's cool. I'm a big weeb, but I'm like, no, Kamigawa's messed up. There's, like, ghosts fighting one another. There's, old like, snakes. ogres and demons and snakes. Yeah, no. Yeah. And that, I've, yeah, like, I feel like, I mean, there's obviously... Uh, there, at least in the story of the, the thing, there was a, there's all the unrest in Kaladesh. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's probably still a lot of cool stuff to do there. Oh, yeah. for sure. And that's the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It seems like we're in like a, a, a more recent trend of going to places, some bad thing is happening there, but otherwise, they're generally pretty cool places mm. to be. Yeah. You know, Ravnica, Dominaria, uh, Kaladesh, uh, like all these kind of ones are like cool to hang out on. Ixalan's like probably not the greatest like also like, you can't leave so. yeah you can't well, i think they fixed it kind of a they, one way they thing. got rid of the immortal sun that's on ravnica now right um but like yeah like even still the ixlon's like just going to jurassic park but without the <laughs> without all the things to you know be safe in <laughs> true story <laughs> I'm on Ket. Oh no, you don't no, want to go there. No, I'm messed up now. Yeah, yeah. the best, whole like, best case scenario, you go to Amon Ket and die in the desert. Well, if, if, <laughs> if it was Amon Ket before Nicol Bolas showed up, it would have been fine. Everything was great. Like, uh, but then Nicol Bolas showed up and convinced all the gods that like he was like their dad. Yeah, <laughs> and some and some signed up, and then mm. the whole thing just became a massive contest to see who could die and become, uh, you know, Nicol Bolas' zombie Eternals. But, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, lots of options, but I'm going to stick with the goat plane. Magic, magic, right. magic. Next question. For Ben from Harold. You've been in Victoria and Loading Ready Run for a few years now. What was the biggest change you encountered in your move? Hmm. Mm. 
Yeah, I guess I've been here for like three years Pretty now. Pretty close. I get, uh, yeah, it would have been three years uh, at the beginning of September. Yeah. Because I moved here September 2016. Um, I think the biggest change has been like, so I come from Edmonton, Alberta. Um, and Edmonton is a very sprawling city. Um, and I used to, to get to work, because I don't drive. I used to take the bus all the time. And I worked, I, I lived in like the south uh, part of Edmonton and worked in the like northwestern portion so to get to work every day it uh, took me about an hour and a half by bus every mm. single day to get to work uh it takes me five minutes yep. to get to work now and i by, mean and you walk yeah I mean, obviously it's because i live very close to the moon base but also but there's um, realistically there's only like one direction victoria can expand exactly yeah right and like and the thing about victoria is everything's so close together mm. you can walk just about everywhere yeah um but that has like this bad effect on me because before I would have been like, eh, you know, hour and a half, that's just how it is in, in Edmonton. You gotta travel long distances for things. I, I used to date somebody who lived in St. Albert, which was about an hour outside the city. Um, and now it's like, ugh, 20 minute drive to Langford? <laughs> like, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm not about I, that. Like, I've, honey, I've this, is not so gonna, this is not gonna work. You yeah. live in Langford, I live, <laughs> we, it's like we're in different worlds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only reason that Nicole and I worked out as somebody who, you know, she lived in, in Langford is because she moved into my place downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, I, yeah, I, I think it's just like the the distance and and obviously the the very like local uh, vibe that mm -hmm. is uh, that is the city. Like um, Edmonton is a very like you you go to work, you buy your you you go live in the suburbs, you buy your truck, you save your money, um, and then you die and you give that money <laughs> to your kid, and then they go work and do the they, same thing. Do, yeah, and do the same thing. Yeah. Um, BC in general is a little bit more li liberal in its in its in its ways yeah. of, of of living and stuff. Um, to be fair, we do still die eventually. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> no, we no. haven't solved that problem. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting there though. I think we're gonna get there. Well, I mean, people certainly live a long time on the island. That are they they come here to die. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know that there is a thing like I was born on the island mm -hmm. and I've lived here all my life. Um, and, but I know there's a thing that people who come from the mainland can get kind of squirrely like you can feel a little bit like trapped they have to like take a ferry to get mm -hmm. anywhere right yeah um i don't know i don't i don't do feel that but i have noticed that like anybody who's lived here for forever is like uh the ferry yes. i'm gonna i much rather prefer to take harbor air and i'm just like yeah boats because it's just like because <laughs> i'm sorry oh, i'm used to being surrounded by by land and so i actually love the ferry especially i, I really like the um the, the clipper mm. uh, because there's no Wi-Fi or anything like that and so you're forced to just sort of like chill the hell out for three hours yeah and it's actually quite nice like I, I really yep. I actually really like the clipper I, yeah. I, love, I like the clipper as well mm -hmm. the like 50th time you do it it kind of loses its appeal for a sure bit. Like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it becomes a meme though like when I went to oh, I think it was for PAX actually or maybe it was something else. I can't remember. Um, and it was Nicole's first time going. This is my partner. I just keep saying her name. Uh, and she had never ridden it before. And then, like, we stopped about like ten minutes outside of like outside of Victoria, like leaving. And she's like, "Oh, is everything okay?" We're like, "Nah, it's the stick. There's always a stick caught in the jets every <laughs> single time you take the ferry." And then it's like within two minutes, the person was like. We need to uh, take a break. We've got a stick caught in the jets, and everyone's like, "Yeah, all right." She's like, "Whoa, God!" But yeah, so uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm very happy. Stop Moving here throwing was the best sticks overboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No Whenever you throw sticks. a stick into the harbor, you're the worst. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Next question is for Paul from the Anti Muffin. I've noticed we have similar tastes in music, strong vocals, and interesting lyrics. Do you have any less well-known musical groups to recommend? Less well-known. Yeah. Ah, uh, geez. Let me just. Um, I mean, I 
I think we talk about this a lot on like at like desert bus and stuff. We usually talk. So, but uh, I mean, one of the you know, I especially desert bus seeing a lot of like sea shanties and stuff, and this really wonderful group called um, the Fisherman's Friends of Port Isaac, uh, which are actually some slightly famous, somewhat famous now. Um, but they're they're uh, if you get especially their early stuff where it's just uh, a bunch of them singing with with no accompaniment, mm-hmm. um, it's very uh, uh, it's all, all the great sort of traditional sea shanty stuff. Um, and then actually something someone who uh, I sang a couple songs last Desert Bus uh, is a local folk singer named of uh, Bill Gallagher, uh, and uh, he's really uh, I, I really like his stuff. Um, but yeah, I was, I was thinking like the first day. It's like uh, the first thing I I thought of when when it was like uh, uh, you know interesting lyrics and stuff. I was like, oh, they might be giants, but of course those aren't. That's not, yeah, they're not well, lesser, not, yeah, yeah. lesser known. This underground band you might not yeah, have heard of before. Have heard yeah. <laughs> but if you haven't listened to a bunch of their stuff, you should. Then you should mm-hmm. be listening to the Might Be Giants. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Cool. Guys, I guess they, I mean, this is for me. Yeah, this is specifically for you. I don't. I can't. Think Nobody of, cares about your music. I guess. No, no, my music is terrible. We don't listen to music, actually, James or I. No. Yeah. yeah. You I guys just, probably listen to way more music than I do, actually. It's probably <laughs> true. It might be true. But it's very different music, and they were asking me about a specific type, so yeah. it's good that you were here. Mm-hmm. Next question. Hey, Ben. How did you get involved with Lur? I've answered this question a lot, but I'm glad we're recording it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good place to, to just yeah. point to it now yeah. from now on. Uh, okay. Well, so, I mean, this isn't really the time to, to short form it, so I'll t- tell the medium-length version. Um, so... Uh, a long time ago, 16-year-old Ben went to um, a, a convention in Calgary, Alberta. It was an anime convention, um, and there was a group uh, by the name of Synaptic Chaos Theater performing there. Um, and uh, I was a big fan of them because uh, I had been following them since they were uh, in a group called the 404s, a bunch of them. Um, oh, man. You were, you were like a groupie for the... Uh, yeah, so oh. very much so, yeah. Um, and so I went to Calgary, and uh, if you haven't picked up, this is a, a group that uh, BG and Heather and Corey were a part of. Um, and uh, uh, I became friends with a member of uh, them called... Uh, his, his name is Will, um, and because he had actually just moved to Edmonton. Um, and he was doing kind of his own improv thing, and so I did some stuff with him, um, just sort of like random practices and even him you, you didn't really stuff. have any improv experience i didn't actually point, not no, really like i had a, i had a decent amount of acting experience because uh, i went to a uh a school for the arts uh, mm. victoria uh school for performing visual arts um it's confusing it is oh yeah <laughs> victoria school in edmonton i know i was destined um i actually went for graphic design but i did a fair bit of like uh, backstage stuff oh, there. Nice. um anyway uh so i became friends with uh, will we did a bunch of improv stuff and then uh beach uh, they, we, they were doing a show in Edmonton and a bunch of members couldn't make it to it and so Will was like hey I know this guy um, he should he's really good you could maybe come play a few games and then I did I, I did the, the, the shows at the con with them um, and then eventually I just started getting invited to more and more until eventually I think it was in like Lethbridge Beach I think that I officially became a member of Synaptic Chaos Theater because when we just dropped that at that point we were yeah, like yeah you know what you're, you're in like, yeah, yeah you're in like we, you don't have to wonder so anyways I did a bunch of stuff with them uh, and then eventually, kind of fast forward, uh, Ian and, and Beach and Heather and Corey moved to uh, Victoria, um, along with one of our friends, uh, Dan. Um, and uh, 
and so this was around the time that they were getting more and more involved with uh, with Lur and, and Desert Bus and stuff like that. And I th- I don't know the exact way the conversation went down. I only just know how it kind of happened. But uh, I guess uh, Desert Bus was looking for more people to do tech kind of stuff and somebody who would potentially be comfortable like being on camera and, and, and entertaining and stuff. And uh, Ian had was kind of like, we, we know a guy, and the guy was me. Um, and so... I, uh, at the time, was unable to actually do it because I was uh, managing an EB Games mm-hmm. and uh, Desert Bus is in November. Mm-hmm. So many members of Loading Ready Run, <laughs> previous EB Games. People. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. don't want to give up a plum gig like that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, and like, so I was like, hey, I want to go do this charity event in November. And they were like, no, you can't because that's prime Christmas season. Yeah. And I was like, it's the first week of November. And they're like, that's prime Christmas season. <laughs> uh, and I was like, well, I really want to do this. And I was like, hamming and hawing kind of about like if I should if I ha- if I was going to do it I would quit my job so I quit my job and came and did Desert Bus and I didn't tell anybody this because everyone was like if you let Kathleen know that you quit your job to come do Desert Bus she will like not be happy so I didn't um, and uh, I and she came, still doesn't know she don't, still doesn't tell, know. don't tell her yeah. <laughs> anyways I came into Desert Bus things went relatively well I think um, I had a lot of fun you, you were Desert primarily, Bus, you Desert were primarily Bus 9, doing right? tech stuff yes right? that was Desert Bus 9 yeah, yeah I was doing tech stuff um, but then that was also like I think one of the first things I ever got asked to do after only knowing people like maybe a couple of days was like roast everybody in the room i think that was my first thing that i ever like, like performed yeah. i do not remember stuff. this yeah yeah right. I, I think you asked me to do it but then i also i did the first ever uh i did my first ever like jokes on the planeswalkers back right. then yeah zippo tricks was like the 10th year yes. that i got yeah. asked to do it and that was kind of the the peak and my career's downhill from there <laughs> but anyway play magic at that point either right uh i played very little uh, uh, not to the extent <laughs> i do now i was like cool merfolk deck and it was like theros merfolk that weren't actually really good um Anyways, uh, to sort of sum it up, James and a bunch of people, I mean, Ian and, and Corey and Beach and Heather had been telling me, like, you should move to Victoria. Like, no, for- I did not. You did not. I you literally said, you should not move out here. It's expensive as right. hell. Yes, yeah. But Ian and Corey were very much like His ben true friends. Here. Yeah, yeah. And James was also like, yeah, so when are you moving out here? And like, yeah. yeah. And that was like the, only knowing me for like two weeks or yeah. whatever. Uh, so at the time, I did have it also backup job where I was working as a tech person in hotels. Um and uh, and I just sort of went like, hey, can I transfer to the Empress they, Hotel? They, they have in hotels Victoria. in Victoria, yeah, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, and so I managed to get a part-time job there. And so while simultaneously doing part-time stuff, and I asked, like, if I moved out there, would I be able to do some stuff with Lur? And Graham seemed amenable to that, like little random things. Um, and Wait, yeah, uh, we, we, we were like... You don't, don't don't just move, move over here just to for work us, with Lur, but, right? So I yeah, so yeah. I did. I found my own place, or I, I found a place with a friend. Um, worked part time at the Empress Hotel here in town, uh, and did like random odd like boom holding stuff with Lur. Uh, and, to, and I think my first real break into it was at, uh, Alex asked me to be on the Let's Nope mm. with him, and then sort of from there, I just started getting more and more involved in things until I became this and sick that's, that's sort of the that's the medium-sized version i guess like maybe a little bit medium to long but that's there fun. you go i, I cool. elaborated I, re- I remember uh i think it was like desert bus like 11 or something we were uh we were one there there was like something with the, the back end the, the the tech stuff where we like needed another person and and i, I remember i think i was like to ian or something i was like oh hey how about that you know the your 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 friend who like came in and helped us with the tech before. Maybe we could get him again. He was like, oh, "That was Ben." 
Oh, well, he's already here. <laughs> okay, then. We All solved right. that problem. Yeah. <laughs> Still had a problem. But I, yeah, I left a lasting impression. Yeah. <laughs> I, I originally thought, because I... Yeah, I remember thinking that you were friends with Johnny somehow. No. I'm, and that's why you were here. No, it was but, like yeah. my, my interaction with Johnny was literally getting off the, the, yeah. the plane, Ian driving me to the venue, yeah. and then Johnny I, being like, hey, it's nice to meet you. Can you do this? And I'm like, sure, yeah, all right. I hadn't even like I, unpacked or anything. I think it was like the year before... Johnny did have a friend that came down and helped out with audio or something. I think so. And, and then in our minds, it got like yeah. conflated, con yeah. got connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, next question. We've got one from Rachel. What is one game you love but haven't gotten to play on stream that you would want to someday? Video game or board game? Hmm. Um, there, so there's games that I love that I would never want to stream? Yes. Yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah. Um, but games that, that you would like to stream but haven't gotten an opportunity Honestly, to. being able to, and I haven't done it very much, I only did like three or four streams, and this is very recently, with it, like within the last month, be, being able to stream WoW Classic, like mm -hmm. this version of this game that I played sure. before streaming was even a thing, mm -hmm. was, was pretty neat. Like, I thought I mean, it was really fun. You you're know, in luck. You're going to get as much time to stream yeah, as we're you gonna, want. Yeah, we're going to do a little bit more, but... Um, I think, yeah, taking this hugely important game to me from, you know, almost 15 years ago when streaming wasn't even a thing, when Loading Ready Run was barely a thing, and sort of marrying it together with what I do now was super cool. I, th I, I, I had a lot of fun. So, honestly, I don't think there's another game right now that I can think of, either video or board, that I haven't played on stream, but I really want to. There are certain games that I I love that I will never stream just because, or at least I would never stream like my initial playthrough. Like Uncharted is one of my favorite game series of all time. If Uncharted Five ever comes out, fingers crossed, um, I would not even remotely consider streaming that for the first time on stream because I just want to sit in my home and experience that for myself. Mm -hmm. So, either of you guys have anything? Um. Yeah, it was just like you know, the games wouldn't stream. Like I, I've been, um, I've been playing Celeste at home. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. I don't think it would be a very good stream because I've died like three thousand yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But uh, there, there's, there's some games that I've thought about in terms, in, in almost sort of a like maybe a, something that I would do is maybe like a guest talking sim thing, like games that I, that. I, I would sort of I would like to talk about mm -hmm. and sort of stream them as things, especially um, some of those some of the early uh, uh, cyan like the um, I've th thought about trying to do something with like uh, the manhole, mm. which is an, an old um, cyan. It was sort of a precursor to Mist. Oh, okay. by the yeah. same company, but it's a, it's a one of these games that's very interesting to look at as sort of a as as it's like oh that's where that comes from. That's where these things, and so that I find those kind of games to be really interesting, and so some asp some stuff like that where it's not necessarily the most, um, uh, I guess, exciting thing, but it's sort of games that have some sort of personal mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. connection. Ben. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm on the same sort of fence as you for one. Like, uh, there is no game that I've put more time into than World of Warcraft, um, but I have yet to ever actually stream it ever on my, my own channel. Mm. Um, and people have asked me about it, and it kind of continues to be the game that I just want to keep for myself. Um, I would love 
to just be a World of Warcraft streamer in the way that like, you know, Serge was like a Minecraft streamer and sure. stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think it's kind of a, it's it's definitely like a niche yes. game to oh, stream, 100%. you know? Yeah. Um, people who don't care about magic might still watch a magic stream just to sort of see sort of what's going on. People who don't care about WoW, I think just don't no. want to watch a WoW stream, right? Yeah. right? So that's sort of it from, from I guess, like a, a business perspective of it. Um, from a personal perspective, uh, I've actually never completed a Legend of Zelda game. Um, mm. And I, right now I'm at home, I'm playing through Link's Awakening. Me too. Um, with, uh, and, and I'm just keeping it as like a game that uh, Nicole and I play at night. Um, and I'm enjoying the crap out of it um, on it's Play It super Forward. good. It's very good. Um, it suffers from the Nintendo Power era of, of video game logic at times, where sure. it's like, go down into this corner and chop a bush, and, yeah. and that's how you advance that's the game. That's how you get to the next part. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, we're also playing um, uh, Four, Four Swords, Swords on Play It Forward, and I'm having a, fun, a, a great time. And so I guess kind of part of me would just actually like to... Because I also haven't played Breath of the Wild. Like, that I would I'd be actually a very just like to one. go through the entire catalog of Ooh, Zelda that'd games. That would be a lot. <laughs> it'd be a lot, right? Um, but you could, it's, be a, and you could do a year of Zelda streaming yeah, yeah, yeah. easily. That's it, right? It's like, I would love to go through that, but I just, I don't think I have the, the patience and, and the, the drive to want to do that. Because mm -hmm. I did that for Kingdom Hearts uh, already. <laughs> uh, and damn, did that take a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Next question. Moving along. Uh, Elliser, mm. do you have a particularly favorite indie game dev? Mine is probably Knucklecracker, the creepy world series and particle fleet emergence. Also, CW4 hype. No date yet on uh, it though. So, um, yes, uh, the Knucklecracker. I'm I'm also a huge fan of. Um, mm -hmm. I've streamed both of those games on the on our channel, and I am also excited about Creepy World Four, which is what that was talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other other indie devs that you sort of follow closely, I guess. Uh, I like Chucklefish. I think Chucklefish is really good. Like, um, you know, they they put out uh, like a number of really really cool uh, indie titles. Um, <sighs> I know there there's certain. I wouldn't say that I like follow certain indie devs that much, mm -hmm. but there are definitely like I know you sometimes like people like um, uh, Cappy. Mm -hmm. Is it just Cappy Games or whatever? Yeah. This is the thing where you like you're, you 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 like are playing a bunch of games that you really like. And you're like, I've been seeing the same logo come up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think I downloaded. Didn't they make? I downloaded a game off of Apple Arcade last night mm -hmm. that I think is Cappy, isn't it? I can't remember. It is called Grindstone. Wait for it. Apple Arcade logo. Wait for it. And Cappy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there <laughs> oh, there's a little Cappy. I was right. Also, okay. I like Capybara. So. Yeah. That's but, but that's that's not to do with how good a game developed. No. Mm -hmm. there. Although you never know. Maybe it does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, I certainly like pick like random ones. I think we like a lot of the games that come out of the, the team that does like Gang Beasts mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And yeah. those kind of ones are a lot of fun. I'm terrible at remembering names. Uh, of, of indie companies, and I really should get better at it um, to, because I play a lot of indie games. To be fair, um, as uh, over the years reporting for Checkpoint, a lot of indie game companies have stupid names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes it a little bit difficult. Fair. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm going to throw Chucklefish in there. All right. A lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. Moving on. Next question comes from Ben. Says, Paul, what's the most interesting or innovative technical solution you have made for Lure? Hmm interesting i mean the like card recognizer 
is a pretty um uh i guess it was it was the thing that was that was like oh neat i could actually do this and combine all this stuff together in a super janky way <laughs> um and then actually you know and then that sort of led to talking to the actual people who developed the software to adjust the software so it worked better for what i was doing right because originally the way that card recognizer worked is whenever the card whenever it recognized the card it checks to see how much that card costs like the price yeah and so my system would actually intercept the uh the request for a, a price for that card and get the ID of the card from that request and use that to put the thing. <laughs> and I, I was telling this to the uh, to, to the developers, and he's like, oh, yeah, wow, that is really messed up. <laughs> no, we, we could, like, easily put a thing in to make it so that would work better for you. And I was like, yes, thank you. So and that's that's definitely something, the thing that people look at the most. Um, in terms of stuff that is used the most, um, The uh, I'm pretty happy with how the sort of overlay setup has worked over the years. It's one of those things that has been basically under constant development for about as long as we've been streaming. About five streaming. or six years now, yeah. Uh, and, you know, whenever we do a new game or a new stuff for AFK or whatever, be like, oh, can we do it like this? Can we do this extra thing? And then, you know, so the code is scary right now. But you, it allows us to, I, I think it's a large portion of what allows us to, um, to you know, do the kind of stuff that we do is uh, uh, being able to sort of adapt quickly to new games and new setups. So cool. That's that's probably the stuff that I'm most interested in. Yeah, I appreciate all like the the little apps that you make for um, uh, AFK and stuff mm. that, that that translate to the overlay and and stuff. They're very helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's all about trying to like make things work. Uh, uh, yeah, you make things as as simple as possible for the people on camera and also on the tech side. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> cool. All right. Next question comes from John. Says, what is your daily routine for your sweet beards? Beard oil, creams, or just a daily washing? Mm. I mean, I they, have, they knew they knew who who the people. Yeah, are exactly. <laughs> uh, I have zero. Um, I don't do anything. I just wake. It just wake. I, just I, wake I, up. I wake up. Yeah. And I get in the shower and I wash my face and I use my face wash on my beard, and then I'm done. See that by itself. And sometimes though, I brush. See that by itself though is actually like the, there's there's a large uh, contingent of people are like whether you should wash your beard when you wash your hair and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, I am of the opinion that you should. <laughs> well, yes, please God wash your beard. Oh man, please. Um, I uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of similar in that like I don't you, I don't think you should daily wash it much like you shouldn't like daily wash your hair. Like I mean, there are like uh, nice like ones that you can use daily and stuff, but um, I think like getting a little bit of the oils and whatnot is still sort of important to it. Um, I just uh, I have a, a beard balm and stuff that I, I kind of like throw on. It's it's just like you feel a little like as a, as 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 a hold. For it? Yes. Yeah. Like to, so to it, get like, it from less, so it's not as frizzy, frizzy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, yeah, I, and I, then I do. I, I do that whenever. Like I got my beard trimmed the other day, so it's fine right now. But like in a few weeks, it'll get a lot more frizzy. And either I'm lazy and beard bomb, 
or I'm proactive and trim. <laughs> yeah, if it's if I if I if I have like the extra bit of time too, I'll uh, I, I like to I, I like to blow dry my my hair and stuff like that. So yes, I'll, like blow dry I, the beard down. I do and that. Then blow dry I, the hair. I blow like I blow dry my hair and beard yeah. every day. And uh, and that yeah, that's sort of the routine yeah. I guess for me. Paul. Yeah. Um. I have I've I have beard oil that I use occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm sort of not totally sold on whether it actually makes that so, much difference well, so the, that's but it's, it smells nice which i kind of like yeah that's fair because beard oil is not for your beard right because it's for your skin yeah underneath the beard yeah. right yeah but just in terms of light and, and the other thing i like about the beard oil is i tend to play with my beard a bit and so if i have the beard oil in it, it makes me less inclined to play with it yeah yeah, yeah. um but uh yeah i i like i said i at the beginning i just got to trim the this morning um and i find that Usually, like when I get my hair cut, I get them to do that as well. Um, I uh, something I've I've I realized that I have a lot of problems with is when I'm when I'm uh, trimming my beard myself. Um, I'm it's easy to sort of trim the sides and stuff, but the three dimensionality mm-hmm. of it, and so I tend if I'm not paying attention, I tend to the like right here gets really long. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I can't really see it. Yeah, very uh, very similar. But uh, and then of course, once you get to the point where you start like eating your own beard, that's never good. No, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, just uh, try to keep it relatively trimmed. I've, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know anybody's got like super big like bushy beard. No, but that's I mean, got that's got to be me be like a whole other. Yeah, I think that's light a, I think, level. Yeah, of, yeah. I think of you, commitment. Graham, and I have like had like the longest beards at like a time. Yeah, which, yeah. yeah. When I first moved here, I was a mess. <laughs> I've had my, I'm, I'm coming up on two years with a beard now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Ian's Ian's got a pretty long beard, right? Now, I guess lo- he's got the longest. He got a long, but it's yeah. Like, yeah, like the go- longest goatee. Yeah, because it's about here. I would say once, on it's, right now, it's once it starts interfering with the microphones, then, yeah. I have a problem then yeah. I'm just going to come in with some scissors and be like, <laughs> <"Whoop."> <laughs> "Sorry, buddy." All right, next question is from the coolest. Has there ever been a crap shot sketch idea that got scraped, scrapped mid-production? If so, what was it about, and would you try to shoot it again if you had the chance? Um, we've certainly been like, uh, you know, this one's not coming together, but yeah, it might come to mind. I don't think we've ever stopped filming something. Yeah, because it wasn't going mean, to work. I mean, with sketches, it will almost always be like we'll write the script. Yes. So there's been lots of. I, I, I've got piles and piles of half-written scripts that I realized partway through don't work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or I don't have an idea or, or like I only have a, the first part of the idea and it doesn't turn out to be anything. But that's sort of before the production yeah. starts. I mean, a lot of stuff that we do halfway through um, ends up molding depending on like the time of the day and what we have time for and stuff. Mm. So I've noticed that sometimes we'll be like, like there was one um Actually, it's come to mind. It's the it, we were trying to do like the warriors, the warrior, yeah, or something like that. Yep. Um, and we needed it to be dark, dark, and we just couldn't find a good time to film it. Or yeah. did we end up getting? No, a good we time never to film did. It? No, yeah. because we were we kept trying to do it. Um, we were trying to film it this summer, and our options were either shoot it very early in the morning or very late at night, and it it just it was never really workable with our schedule because by the time we were like. We get together during the day and work, right? As a group on filming days for crap shots, our, our normal crap shot filming day is something like 10 a.m. to like we four or five. We almost do it nine to five, yeah. On <laughs> those days, yeah. Days, yeah. And, and it was yeah. just like, okay, well now we got four hours until we can shoot this, so we're just not gonna shoot this, because. In, in the, it's been the uh, pretty, um, pretty standard tradition for the 15 years or 16 years or whatever the Loading Raid Run has been going that 
we come up with all our ideas that we want to shoot uh, at night during the summer. Yes. And then any di- ideas that we need to sh- that we need daylight to shoot, we come up with during the winter. winter yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, the least useful <laughs> times. Yeah. <laughs> we just need to put them in the bank. Yeah. A little yeah. bit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's the next question here? We've got one from Day saying it's another one for Paul. How much of your technical knowledge comes from teaching yourself? Uh, like, I would say at this point most of it. Yeah, I was um, going to say like most. Oh, yeah. I so I, I went to. Um, uh, college i guess uh i did a two-year diploma um up in nanaimo at malaspina a, which is now known as vancouver island college university. vancouver island university yeah. um in information technology and applied systems <laughs> which uh you know we did stuff like we built you we actually built the computer that you used for the rest of the thing you know put it well put it together yeah, yeah, yeah. which is was the first time i had put together a computer nice um and then we did a lot of things with like uh, uh, you know program in like PHP and JavaScript and um, database programming and that that kind of stuff. So, and the vast majority of the technologies that we, we that we used, I don't use anymore. Um, for instance, at one point I think it's expired now. But at one point I was a Microsoft certified professional in Windows two thousand, nice. which. Is not a good thing. <laughs> uh, that I was like Windows by the time I even had that Windows XP was out and better. But um, the uh, so but but it was one of those. I think they did a really good job. The, this course in particular that I I did they did a good job of knowing that the stuff you're going to learn in this course in the kind of you know high tech field is going to expire, and so they they spent a lot of effort ex- sort of talking about not only the sort of principles, but also like where to find the information, you know, Mm -hmm. what kinds of things to look for in terms of getting new information about stuff Um, and learning, you know, keeping your skills uh, uh, up to date in terms of learning new techniques and that kind of stuff. So I think they did a pretty good job. And so while I don't use the actual things that I learned in that course, I feel like I've learned, I use some of the, uh, uh, at least some of the mentality that came from doing that course. Um, but the majority of, especially the more, um, like the like uh, audio and video kind of stuff is pretty much, I mean, for all of us, you know, is pretty much self-taught. Yeah. Um, over over the time that we've done it, we've sort of, we have, you, you sort of end up learning the, par- the part of it that is relevant for what we, need Mm -hmm. which leaves some weird gaps sometimes but such (laughs) as life there are always weird gaps yeah um beach how many questions do we have left that we selected oh christ um good answer good answer (laughs) one two three four five you could actually probably get through two more i think all right let's let's try to rapid fire these last couple and see if we can get through as many as we can next question Tyler asks, if there is one technological change upgrade that you could make to the moon base, ignore budgetary restraints, for whatever reason, what would it be? Technological change? Uh, silent air conditioning. Mm. Or And, and the, whatever there is on the ceiling that causes the vibrations and the stuff. The HVAC system. So yeah. basically, we would be upgrading the HVAC for the entire building. Yes. Room by room, AC. Yes. yes. Room by room, room. silent 
AC. vibrationless AC. AC. Yeah, <laughs> I am okay with this. Yeah, if every room could be at a cool whatever you know twenty and, and twenty level, degrees, like, independently controlled. Independently controlled because obviously when we're in here and I mean right now the AC is on so it's actually not that bad but when the AC is off and the door is closed and the lights are on and we're we're sitting here for an hour plus it gets warm mm-hmm. or or you know the streaming office or yeah. whatever yeah uh other than that I mean I would say so many lights in studio C that like some of them are redundant Mm. Uh, in the way that, like, we would never have to ever reposition so another I, single. Yeah, line. Yeah, I, I was going to so say many computer computer control computer control in, in Studio C, just like all Mackies yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, that would be also very. Yeah. That would also be very quiet because my understanding is the that, fans in them are. They, 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 yeah, yeah. The 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 like Venn diagram of like uh, quiet, bright. LD, like control, like it's really hard. It's, a, it's to, the to triangle, com- right? Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah, hard yeah, to combine yeah. all those. Yeah. All right. Next question. Patrick says, "I'm Code Dancer. Hello. I have a small stream in just chatting category on Twitch. I recently made affiliate. Congratulations. But fame and fortune are unlikely. Can you recommend other goals for me, Ben? Uh, so I don't rule out fame or fortune. That, yeah. that can always happen. You never know when that's going to happen. Your goal is to think about fame and fortune. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I would say uh, work on crafting a cool community that you feel like you can talk to and chat all the time. Mm. Recently, I started hanging out in, uh, I have a Discord for my like home channel. Um, and I've just started hanging out in voice chat mm-hmm. with, with people and we just like joke around and, and hang out and stuff. And uh, I think crafting some, like making some cool friends and all that kind of jazz is a, is a great way to, yep. to, to do it. Like it doesn't have to be for fame and fortune. A lot of people just stream because it's fun and they get to, yeah. it's like being in a room with, you know, X amount of other people all playing the game and yeah. chatting and having a good time. I mean, definitely one thing that learned uh, from doing loading Ray run stuff, both streaming and other things is that, uh, try to go for the, the, the quality of viewership as opposed to the quantity. Yeah, very much. Um, the number, you know, your numbers might not look so good uh, if you just look at your dashboard or whatever. But your not only will your streaming experience be more enjoyable, but the viewers' experience will be more enjoyable too if they're sharing it with people who are also cool people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right, we can keep going. Beach, one more. How do you decide who edits what? Uh, we, uh, Kath- we, we look at Kathleen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, meetings, and it's just sort of like things happen over time, like. Our editors, our main editors are, are Kathleen Graham, and then Heather, Corey, and Matt are our big editors. Adam also does some stuff, and uh, things are just sort of split up between them. A lot it's, of it is just sort of like you come in to work on this project, so now you're going to always be working on this project, and it's just sort of a thing that it's, sort of it's been an evolving of. process. Yeah, yeah. Mo- most people have the things that they work on, and yeah. then if we do like a random thing, like a, a live segment or mm-hmm. or, or uh, like a, a, a like the Friday night paper fight pre records mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that, the, that group of people just sort of go like, okay, who's got the bandwidth to yeah. work on this? I mean, as as I'm sure it's no no secret, we've sort of um, you know try been trying to to set up things in a more yeah. uh, uh, have more processes involved rather than just kind of uh, the ad hoc stuff. Yeah. So that's something that we've been really trying for the last year or two. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to do the last two? We can do them. Let's right, go. Let's go. Rapid going fire quick. it. Are there any past Loading Ready Run stream shows that you would consider bringing back, watch and play notwithstanding? I mean, watch and play will be coming back, uh, um, so don't worry about that. Um, stream, stream shows specifically? Uh, I mean, I, I always, I didn't not like New Day Tuesday, but there were weeks where it was a struggle. 
Um, it also never really allowed you to get much further past the three-hour mark, which mm -hmm. always felt really bad, which is why we you know, introduced uh, Play It Forward, which has allowed us to actually play games all the way through again. Um, but that's kind of it. There's no other shows that I'm like, I really want to bring this back. They went away for a reason. So. You and I discussed, like, this isn't a show that ever happened, but at one point you and I discussed doing a show that was, like, specifically, like, either, we like, we were going to do a talk show. Yeah. Kind of a thing. And it's, I, we don't really have any time to do that right now, but it would always be kind of, it's it's still something that's, like, yeah, I'd still in the back look, of my yeah. mind. That, and, yeah. and, like, fundamentally, the, like, 18 games and counting, games of chance mm -hmm. idea, I liked that idea for a show. I feel like it never, or it, it, often it didn't quite, pan out the way we were hoping yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the concept of like a show where you sort of play games that you are not expecting to play yeah and that kind of are, are might be a little bit different from what you normally play i like but. Mm -hmm. yeah all right last question right we did it ben what is it like to be by far the youngest crew member others does ben ever make you feel old ben answer first uh, it doesn't, I don't have any opinion of it. Like, honestly, it, it well, as much as we joke about it, it's, I don't even think we actually joke about it that much anymore, to no, be honest. No, because it's, it's, it's always been, just sort of been a thing. And it's also, Matt's working here now, too. Yeah. And I think he's like two years older than me. Yeah. If that, so. The only times it comes up, and this is like how it comes up with anybody who's fairly young, because what, you're 27? Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's at times when you just make, it's when you make it, Make me aware of how young you are yeah. by saying something like, I played World of Warcraft when I was in high school. Yeah. Like, that's like, oh, God. Yeah. Or like some random pop culture reference. Yeah. Hmm. You're like, what? You don't you didn't watch that when you were a kid? It's like, but no, like, no, I well, was that's, not that's alive. Well, that's the thing, right? It's like, time. I think about it, like, I a lot of, like, early 2000s, uh, late 90s cartoons were, like, all I watched, right? Yeah. And then, like, so there, there are certain ones that are just like, oh, you remember this? And, like, I'll get a lot of, like, blank stares. But, like, there'll be a lot of, you know, references that you guys make from your growing up thing that I'll just kind of be like, eh, kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. right? So th those are the only points. But other than it's that. It's just like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah some, oh, like, that is, I remember. That. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's the face that I give Ian and Beach half the time when they make any form of Oh, references. yeah, but they're, like, they're like that's, super old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's not so much a generational thing, though. That's just, yeah, that's that's just, just the Ian that's just thing, Ian yeah. Thing, yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Nothing Ben does makes me feel old. The only thing I think it could make me feel old is having my own kid. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. B just got deep with that one. Yeah. All mm. right. If that ever happens someday. All right. There we go. That's a good answer to go out on. All right. Someday um, Beach will have a kid. Someday Beach will have a kid. Thank you, everybody, for um, hanging out with us today here on Askler. Oh, God, my chair broke. And, um, and if you if you want to get your questions in for a future one, yeah. it won't be us answering them. No, so I think but. next month it's Kathleen. Oh, I can't remember. I'm sorry. I know it's Kathleen, but we'll, we'll let you know. Keep an eye on the community tab. If you want a chance to ask a question, uh, right below us here is a little join button. It's probably somewhere over underneath Ben um, or maybe Paul. I don't know. Um, you can hit it and you can give us a little bit of money every month and then you get to ask questions. Um, you which get is, like emotes. In the, you get emotes in, in comments and, and, you know, the good feeling of supporting us uh, via the YouTubes. And, um, you know, and people ask, of course, uh, uh, what way, you know, there's the Patreon and there's the... Twitch subs and, and YouTube, YouTube and it's really whatever, whatever way, you want. whatever you way it. is easiest for you. If you're already on YouTube and that's how you consume the content, that's awesome. If you uh, want to, you know, do it through Patreon or want to do it through Twitch or 
bits or whatever <laughs> we're more than happy to take your money yeah, in whatever say, yeah. form no matter what way you want to give us your money we will graciously accept we'll take it. it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh all right so uh for ben and for paul uh i'm james beach is over on the board heather edits these things thank you so much for watching we'll see you next month on askler bye mm-hmm.